Hello, my entrepreneurial friends. Profit First Nation is three years old, and we have some exciting updates associated with today's episode. We have amazing new detailed show notes for each and every episode. And we've even gone back into the archives of every prior episode. I mean, we're talking over 100 shows and updated those show notes too. So they are more readily searchable and give you the highlights and details in case you're listening in the car and unable to take notes. And now let's kick off today's episode. Welcome to Profit First Nation, the official podcast for entrepreneurs who are operating their businesses in the zone of permanent profitability. I'm Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First, and now... Here's your Profit First Nation guide, Daniel Mulvey. Welcome to Profit First Nation, the podcast for the top 17% of entrepreneurs with cash in the bank to correlate to their profitability. Profit First Nation is the podcast for intelligent entrepreneurs who have taken ownership of their financials and leveraged Profit First as a cash management system to make their businesses permanently profitable. I am Danielle Mulvey, an expert at guiding entrepreneurs on owning their financials in as little as 11 minutes per day and doing Profit First right. If you are a fan of Profit First and its author, Mike Michalowicz, you have found your tribe. We are a nation of successful entrepreneurs driven to be permanently profitable with a grit and a growth mindset that lets no obstacle stand in our way in pursuit of the three P's, passion, profit, and play. On Profit First Nation, we dive into advanced Profit First strategies, and we share the honest and authentic ups and downs of being a business owner. And on days like today, we get a very special guest, and that is uh, a fellow entrepreneur who has implemented Profit First and is here to share their Profit First journey. So today, I would like to welcome to the podcast, Jeff Wickersham. He is um, the host of Morning Fire for Entrepreneurs and the number one best-selling author of Rise, Fight, Love, Repeat, Ignite Your Morning Fire. Welcome to the podcast, Jeff. Danielle, thanks for having me. So uh, we connected because I was very fortunate to uh, guest on your podcast, and I really love your format. Uh, we'll talk about it a little bit later, but you put out a lot of content. Um, you have guests, you have inspirational, just fire it up talks and such. So if you've not checked it out yet, check out Morning Fire for Entrepreneurs podcast. You can catch it on any of your podcast catchers. But let's get to um, talking about your Profit First journey to start. How did you hear about Profit First? So I heard it through a networking group. There was actually a certified profit coach on there and he mentioned the book and I said, you know what? I got to get this book because I am not managing my money properly as an entrepreneur. Got the book, implemented it and wow. I mean, what, what a game changer it's been in the past 18 months. That's awesome. And so tell us a little bit about the structure of your organization and your business and sort of like the big ahas about implementing profit first in that organization. Well, as a peak performance kind of mindset coach, I know Parkinson's law, right? What law of time, line of law of money, all those things. So when I read the book, it made perfect sense. And looking back, so when I left corporate America, I opened up a gym business and then that organically grew into peak performance mindset coaching. And my gym business was relatively successful at face value, but looking at the numbers, looking at, I was 
any dollar in, I was spending it, right? And I, I mm. what, was not taking a close eye to where every penny was going, allocating it properly. Looking back, it was such a huge mistake. And now, as I transitioned, pivoted my business into the true coaching, mindset coaching arena, dollar comes in, allocating it out to expenses, to taxes, to profit, to take home, pay. It's, it's amazingly powerful. And it's a, it's a funny story. My brother and I own r- rental properties and we have for about 17 years. And when I left corporate America, opened up my gym, his wife, who is kind of their family accountant, is always like, hey, when are taxes going to be done? And I never wanted to do them because I didn't have any money left in the bank to pay the taxes, where now it's a totally different story. So it's been, it's been a game changer. That's awesome. So tell us a little bit about, you know, you read the book, um, and then how quickly did you open up your accounts? It was a matter of days that I went to the bank and said, okay, I need these accounts. I need them labeled this way. And then as money would come in, I would allocate it out to the accounts. And it's amazingly powerful when you have only a certain amount in your expense account that you can spend. It causes that split second pause of, boy, should I really spend this money where where I'm going to spend it? And just that little hesitation allows you to get some space, a gap, and answer that question honestly, instead of an impulse buy and really manage your your money better as well as taking home money and then allocating money to a rainy day and having money, like I said before, for taxes when taxes are due. That's awesome. And so, you know, you finished the book and it sounds like you pretty quickly got to the bank. Was it painful when you went in there? Did they look at you like you had 10 heads when you said, hey, I would like to open up some additional accounts? I think they were questioning my sanity a little bit, but I, I said, I want to do this so I can manage my money better rather than just having one account. And, and she got it after a little, little discussion. But uh, yeah, I, I would think most times banks would look at you a little bit oddly because you're changing accounts and just having money move around. But it's, it's so vital to taking a proactive approach to your finances and in your, in your business. So, uh, so, so just suck it up, buttercups, right? And just do it. Get your butt <laughs> to the bank or you can actually get your butt on your couch um, with our partner, North One, and open up your accounts online as well. So, yeah, but that is crucial that you get that step one. And, um, you know, like Jeff, he read the book and just got to it right away. Um, now, once you did your instant assessment, what were the big sort of surprises on that? Did you see some expenses that you could do cutting um, out of the gate? Absolutely. And I, I kind of do it now on a quarterly basis to review, hey, what are those monthly subscriptions if I have any? Where was the money from an expense perspective spent? And then I also did a look at my gym business. And I was a six-figure business, but I was spending so much that it it, it, dis, it just didn't equate to success. So it's it's definitely been an eye-opener, and that's where you can consistently, every quarter like I do, every month, however frequently you want to do it, just take a look. Hey, where am I spending? And having that visibility is so powerful. And many times, I know in my gym business, hey, the, the numbers weren't where I wanted them to be, so I'd shy away from looking at them, right? It's kind of painful. So mm-hmm. we don't want we don't want to do it, but I will tell you the pain is a lot worse if you don't look at it, know your numbers, 
be tracking it, be diligent in where you're spending your money as well as you know taking home and, and putting some away for a rainy day or, or taxes. Yeah. I mean, you definitely don't want to bury your head in the sand when it comes to the financials of your business. You have to own it. Um, you don't necessarily have to own like the bookkeeping aspect and keeping up with QuickBooks and this, that, the other, but you have to own, you know, understanding the income when it comes in and on your designated allocation day, you know, doing the calculations so you see exactly where where the money is going. And then you have a good sense of, you know, what's our budget look like for operating expenses? How much is in there? Um, so that you are making sure that you're staying within that sort of that sandbox uh, when it comes to to operating expenses. Because, you know, when you overspend on OPEX, what are you doing, people? You are harming your profitability. Because remember, there's only two ways to increase your profitability. That is... Um, decrease expenses and increase margin. So, you know, Jeff, with with you, and you have a few different streams of revenue coming in. You have speaking, you have your podcasting, you have your book, you have um, high-performance coaching and such. Now, in this process, have you looked at, um, you know, increasing your profitability by um, increasing your prices and margin? I have, I have done that a couple iterations through, uh, through my journey. So that, uh, as you talked about limiting or eliminating some of those expenses, raising prices, obviously that comes with confidence, with client testimonials, with getting client successes. But I have gone through a couple iterations where you know, raising, raising prices and that, that increases the profitability. And, um, I'm, gonna guess it didn't affect losing any customers you your your revenue has grown probably by raising prices right that is correct so revenues grown margins increased prices decreased and that means that your profitability is um, is more robust so so true now you mentioned the gym business I mean like what's what's sort of the status of that do you still have that gym business so I do not so we pivoted once COVID hit pandemic hit, mm, went mm -hmm. virtual, did that for, I guess, about 16 months, reopened, wasn't the same environment because we were still in the in the mix. I had mm -hmm. really shifted my focus into mindset, peak performance coaching. So it was a, it was a logical kind of time to shift, shutter that business and, and go full-time into the coaching arena. You know, I mean, it's funny how like timing just kind of works out and such. And you know, I always say nothing lasts forever. I mean, um, and so it's really important that, you know, Jeff presents a, a perfect example of when there's too many changes and too many things that become out of your control that you can't rein in or shift in the direction that you need it to go in, then, you know, it is time to exit. It is time to to pivot and move on to something else. And I think What's cool about this is, I mean, I, I don't know how many gyms there are in the country, but I would guess it's, it's you know, in the hundreds of thousands of gyms and, you know, how many peak performance mindset coaches are there? Like, it seems like you have l very little competition compared to when you were in the gym business. I would, uh, I would agree with you. And, and the nice thing is obviously going through the gym business, getting my certifications, certified nutritional coach, all those pieces that just adds to my repertoire as a peak performance mindset coach, because I can talk to the physical side. I can talk to the nutrition side. So it's, it's definitely a, a great, great piece to have in, in the puzzle. 
Yeah. We'll, we'll get into, into mindset a little bit later um, because, you know, it's so funny that owning your financials, going forward and implementing profit first in your business is so much like a mindset and, and a mind game of getting over the emotions that, that people have over money and such. And so, you know, having a peak performance coach, getting your mind into the right state when it comes to the finances of your business and, you know, implementing a cash management, like profit first cash management system, excuse me, like profit first is just like one of the foundations to whether you'll sink or swim or be successful in, um, in implementing profit first. So, um, any, any, anything that you would do differently in terms of like the last couple of years with COVID or lessons learned along the way in terms of your transition to the peak performance coaching full-time and implementing Profit First? One huge lesson learned when the pandemic hit was it was a great trigger for people to go one of two ways, right? To slide down that slippery slope of not sticking to their fundamentals, not sticking to the basics, or people did stay with the fundamentals, the basics, and stayed working out, getting up early, all those pieces. And it was a great example of why it's so important and why what I do is so important. Those fundamentals, those basics, how you bookend your days, what's that last part of your day look like? What's the first part of your day look like? And I remember I had friends and and clients that would say, you're still getting up at 4.30, 5 in the morning? Can't everybody sleep in? And I said, listen, that's a slippery slope. I'm staying to my fundamentals. I'm being disciplined. That's when I actually wrote my book, right when the pandemic hit, because Mm. I had a couple hours free where the family was all sleeping. Great opportunity to write and, and have time to myself. So it just reaffirmed my unwavering belief that those fundamentals, that discipline, how you end and start your day is so vital to success. Yeah, I mean, for sure. And, you know, what's funny is, I mean, I think now that we've all experienced what a pandemic can do to our families, our work, our communities, and most importantly, our mindset is that, um, you know, we should control, continue to control what we can control. And, you know, I'll be honest, like, I kind of felt, oh, this is a bit of a vacation. I'm not, you know, out every night driving my kids all over uh, creation to their practices and such. And so I kind of relished in it and and just, you know, kind of changed up my schedule and, you know, thought, oh, this will just be a couple of weeks. But, you know, I kind of got into a little bit of a, oh my gosh, now we're going on week three. Like I, I could have gone down that slippery slope, but actually we actually launched the podcast um, at about that mark. So I I got back on and I'm so glad I did because, oh my gosh, I would have lost a good two years had I not gotten back into that that morning routine, having that discipline, having that structure, because it makes such a difference. So tell us a little bit about like, you know, I mean, obviously you were focused on more of the physical aspect with the gym. And then you've seen the, the, the mental aspect plays such a big game. Um, why don't you talk about how you made that transition and why? Number one reason why was I was suffering and I was struggling from a mental perspective. And I didn't have, as a gym owner, 
I didn't have those habits, those rituals, those routines, that discipline that I truly needed. I mean, I remember I was still hanging out with my neighbors and my buddies, you know, drinking beer till two in the morning. And I remember specifically my wife, one Saturday, I was going in to coach a class and she was like, how can you go in and teach people about fitness and you smell like alcohol, right? So I had that internal struggle going on within me. So I, that's, that was the trigger for me to say, okay, something needs to change. I need to go down that deep personal development rabbit hole and I'll never get out of it. Now it's a never ending journey of learning, growing, and, and I love it. But just having those issues personally and knowing so many others, we all battle that mental war on a daily basis, right? Every single one of us does. So equipping people with strategies, with tactics that I've learned myself. And I think that's a great piece, right? Um, I bring that authenticity to it because I always say, I'd never put you through something that I haven't gone through myself or taught myself through reading or podcast or a book. So yeah, it's been, a, it's been an amazing journey. And you have a wide variety of clients that you coach sort of what are some of the things that they come to you? I mean, you're a problem solver, obviously, and and a great coach. So what are some of the problems that you've helped them solve? Number one would be stuck in a rut, right? They're stuck Mm -hmm. in a rut. They're in this lane. They try to get out of it as hard as they can, but their mind just keeps them in that safe, certain path, right? The mind is going to automate anything it can and everything it can. So they're, they're stuck and, and maybe the way they want to make a shift from a career perspective and they need that accountability. They need that push. They need that confidence to go ahead and do it. So that would be number one. Number two would be they know that they're not waking up on fire. They know their energy is not at a particular level they want it to be. Maybe they've got a really successful business, but their personal life is suffering right? And they want that balance. So what are some ways to take control of the bookends, help you take control more of your day? And, and that's, that's, those are a couple of examples of people that I, I work with and help. So there's definitely, you know, um, waking up with that fire and just uh, starting your day energized and getting that hour in, right? Of focusing on things and going through a, a routine. Talk about the the end of the day. What does an ideal end of the day look like for that end of the day bookend? It's getting away from electronics. It's preparing for a good night's sleep. And I would guess that the majority of adults in the world don't necessarily prepare, hey, this is going to be a great night's sleep. It's kind of just this automatic thing that happens. So they might be on their smartphone in their bed scrolling and they don't have blue light blockers on to allow them to get deep restoring sleep. How are you preparing for success in the morning? And, and, you know, I tell people it can be as little as 10 minutes in the morning. I can give you a program, 10 minutes, you give me 10 minutes, I'll change your life. And you stack these micro wins, but you got to prepare the night before. And I always relate it to first thing I always do waking up is drink a full glass of water because the longest stretch of the day we go without water is when we sleep mm-hmm. and we are made so much of water, we're dehydrated when we wake up. So drinking a full glass of water is powerful, but I tell people, hey, have that glass of water ready for you. And they say, that's, that's kind of ridiculous. And I said, listen, just play this scenario out. Maybe your wife or husband didn't push the dishwasher in fully and now there's no clean cups. That's an opportunity for the mind to say, you know what, Jeff, 
this is too difficult. Go back to bed. This, this morning fire routine, it doesn't make sense. So you want to prepare so there's no if, ands, or buts, or the ability for your mind to step in the way. So I have my cup filled with water in a cabinet because we have a couple cats. I don't want them drinking it overnight. And (laughs) I have that ready. So I don't need to think. I don't need to put any mental power in, am I drinking a full glass of water? And when you stack Mm -hmm. these micro wins right when you wake up, it's amazingly powerful. You feel this progress that you're actually getting things done rather than how many people operate. They check their phones, email, text, social media negativity getting in their mind. And it's tough to have a good Mm -hmm. day when you start down that negative path. It's tough to get out of it. So, you know, at night preparing for a great night's sleep because sleep's where we restore mentally, physically, and then preparing for your success in the morning. What are you going to attack? What are you going to do? It's incredibly powerful. Yeah, it is so important to set yourself up for success like you talk about. I mean, I know Mike Michalowicz has talked on this podcast and and in other situations about, you know, how he works out in the morning is, uh, you know, he puts his tennis shoes on his toilet seat, seat down or the the lid down so that, you know, when he wakes up in the morning um, to use the facilities, he has to pick up the shoes and now they're in his hand. So what's he going to do? Is he going to, you know, put them down and not put them on? It just sets him up to put them on and get his workout in. Um, And I'm sure once he gets down to the kitchen, he's going to drink that full glass of water too. But, you know, exactly like it's, it's having, um, having a ritual to a certain degree and having this routine and setting yourself up for success. But what's funny is I think it's like, maybe I was saying it wrong, but it's almost like you're setting yourself up for success when you actually go to bed and you set that intention, because that's really going to be the, the setup for the next day, right? So, so true, right? You're setting the tone for the day the night before. Mm -hmm. And if you have, hey, you celebrate something amazing you did today, you think about the amazing things you're going to accomplish tomorrow. You think about, hey, I'm going to wake up with energy. I know I'm going to hit that water. I've got my shoes on top of the toilet. I'll have to go back and listen. I did have Mike on my podcast. I wonder if he mentioned that as far as his morning routine. But yes, you're setting yourself up. And you're setting your intentions for the next day. And if you aren't doing that, you're missing a critical piece that if you start doing it, imagine how you're going to feel when you wake up in the morning, stacking those wins, being intentional. It's, it's, uh, it's a great way to, uh, to operate in the mornings. And like, what about journaling? Is, do you recommend doing that at the end of the day or doing that in the morning if you want to journal? Either or. I would say, I always love to tell people, put put that white lab coat on and become a scientist. I would say one of the recommendations I give at night is having a journal nearby. So in case you have a thought, something that is just stewing, you can't get it out of your mind, pop on the light, write it down. Just that process of writing it releases it from your mind. Mm -hmm. Now it's there so you can get back to sleep if it wakes you up in the middle of the night. In the morning, I love the gratitude journal, right? Write down things that I'm grateful for. I mean, there's been some studies that have shown if you gratitude journal once per week over a 10-week period, your happiness level rises 25%. So you writing down things you're grateful for, really soaking it up, you're going to end up finding more things you're grateful for in your life. So that's a great way to start and increase your happiness level. 
Isn't it ironic that working on mindset is really a lot about getting it out of your mind <laughs> and, it, it, and onto paper or, or just out of your mouth, like out of the system, because it's that noise in the mind that, that clutters you, that distracts you, that creates sometimes fear and chaos and just negative things. So, 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 you know, I mean, I don't know if you agree with this, but mindset is really about clearing the mind and and getting this stuff out, good and bad. No, I, I would agree. And, and like we were talking about owning a physical gym, so many times we don't hit the mental gym and put reps in, whether it's confidence, courage, or journaling. Those are reps that you can put in and you are growing that mental muscle every time you do. And I like to frame it up that way because people see it on the physical side so many times, but they don't really look at the mental side. Well, you're putting in a mental rep. That muscle is growing, right? You're, you're, you're growing your ability uh, and your mindset. And that's so, so critical. And, you know, I mean, I'm sure it varies for, for every athlete, depending upon their natural God-given talents and such. But I mean, so much of, of peak athletic performance, professional athletic performance is mindset and that's not limited to, you know, I mean, that's what makes these athletes great. I mean, Tom Brady's mind and his mindset and what's he, what, what he puts into everything and, and the plans and just what we're talking about, it doesn't necessarily have to be limited to the, to the sports world or to uh, athletics, et cetera. I mean, the same mindset, these same things that pro athletes are doing, you should be doing it, it with yourself, with your business. I totally 100% agree. And I would say that some of the books I've read and some of the studies done, a lot of those peak elite athletes, they say it's the game is 90% mental, 90% mental. And it's, it's just crazy when you think about that. And th those are great people to learn from and, and then take what they do or how they do it and see if you can apply it to your life. That's a, that's a great way to apply it to your life or your business and get that mental edge. Cause that mental edge is, is going to, it's going to drive profits and it's going to drive your business forward for sure. And, you know, I think also too, is the, the ones who, you know, have the routine, who have the consistency, who have the discipline and really go all in on their mindset when it comes to their performance athletically are the ones that also have like the longest, the most prolific, the most successful careers. So, you know, again, like be like Mike, I guess we would say that back in the Michael Jordan days, right? <laughs> yes. Um, or, you know, be like Kobe, be like Tom, who name your, name your favorite athlete who really has excelled and they've excelled because they've they've mastered their mind um, and their discipline and setting intentions for you know how they're going to show up, what their game is going to look like before they even step out of the locker room. So thank you so much for joining us, Jeff. Um, if you would like to connect with Jeff, you can go to his website, themorningfire.com, where you can book a connection call and have a one-on-one -on -one or small group coaching. Um, connection discussion. Uh, you can check out his book. You can um, get on the Morning Fire methodology and his coaching program for that. And then also make sure you check him out on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn for his daily motivation. 
But also too, um, you know, you put out a podcast every day, a new episode. So check out Morning Fire for Entrepreneurs podcast. Thanks so much for joining us, Jeff. If you would like to work with a certified profit first professional accountant, bookkeeper, or coach with the heart of a teacher, then please visit our new website, ProfitFirstNation.com. Same URL, new website, new features, lots more bells and whistles, including a curated playlist based off of where you are in your Profit First journey. Uh, Then go to ProfitFirstNation.com. And don't forget, we will have um, a visual recap of this episode and also the contact information for... um, connecting with with Jeff and his um, his amazing organization and podcast and LinkedIn, etc. So cheers to another profitable day, my entrepreneurial friends. Profit First Nation website, related podcasts and resources are provided for general information purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax or other professional advice. Visitors should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. 